truth. What is truth? Truth is reality. It can be confirmed by evidence. It is verifiable. And we seek to find it. Welcome to Euphonaut Radio. Euphonaut Radio is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the matrix to examine the worlds of ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Euphonaut Radio, only on PSN Radio. Oh yes, how about a little truth tonight for you, truth seekers. Welcome, Euphonaut Radio, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard, of course, right here in Portland, Oregon, the best state in the country, in my opinion. And to my right, Jesse Randolph at the helm here, by the way, to my right, the angel of ufology, Mr. Angel Espino, who is hopefully reporting for duty. Are you there, sir? Reporting for duty, sir, live and clear. Wow. Well, are you ready for some truth-seeking tonight? I am ready for some truth-serum. Or seeking to, yes. (laughs) You know, I wonder if the guy who did that intro even listens to the show anymore. But he did a good job, and he really summed up what we're trying to do here. Uh, What a dramatic turn of events. The saga of Corey Good continues. Dark journalist involved. YouTube involved. We have much to discuss tonight. We also have Mm -hmm. a Sean Morton update for everyone. Very nice. I would imagine you're on bated breath. Oh, my God, yes. Waiting for your Morton fix. Like heroin. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know if anyone follows the local Portland news, as I do, of course, but uh, apparently Oregon is looking to become the first state in the union to legalize all drugs. All drugs. What do you think about that? I shall be selling my home and moving there very soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn right. Well, I mean, it's kind of a strange deal. I, I don't know that much about it, but the smart folks I've talked to already are making it seem as though what they're trying to do is make it legal to have. So, for instance, you wouldn't get in trouble for having a gram of heroin on you, okay, or whatever it comes in these days. I don't know. Uh, I only know it from intervention. Let's <laughs> hope. Let's hope. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know what it comes in. Like, the dark I know, days of Jesse Randolph, where you didn't know what he was doing. The dark. Days. I know. Well, the way things are going, I'm I'm afraid people are going to look into my boring history because uh, people are getting attacked. Angel, uh, people are getting attacked in this community. Uh, I don't even want to call it a community anymore. In this field, and it's very dramatic it's wrong it's a shame but it's happening and people are getting on the chopping block what we're going to talk about tonight as our main focus is the following first of all the a-listers in ufology uh, the ones that we look to for solid research etc the organizations or main organization responsible for watching over uh, I almost say watch as a watchdog as most of you know I love my UFO watchdog 
but they're supposed to police it to a certain degree, although they would probably disagree at this point, I would think. And here is the New Age movement coming full force, trying to swallow up these people and now silence them. And this is the new tactic they have taken this week, and it is very full throttle. This is no joke. So we're going to be talking about the repercussions of what happened to Dark Journalist this week when he uh, was doing his thing, putting out videos, uh, doing his job as a journalist. And we'll discuss what occurred from the good camp. Uh, other news, we're going to talk about uh, Jimmy Church and the Corey's kids went down to East Seti Ranch. And that was uh, quite amusing. Of course, they came back with something absolutely significant. Shockeroo. And we'll discuss uh, the silliness going on with that. And what else? I want to focus tonight on, in my opinion, if you've been listening to this program, probably the one true savior that I look to for trying to bring this field back to some level of seriousness, some level of standard. His name's Richard Dolan. I'm not friends with him. I've interviewed him a few times. I wouldn't mind being friends with him. Seems like a really cool guy. Uh, I've shared a bus with him to, to a Roswell facility once, and I just didn't get the chance to talk to him. It's kind of like, remember, Angel, when I told you I, re- I was behind Bill Burns in, in line at a hotel, and I just, for some reason, didn't have the the nerve to start t- t- talking to him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Start you talking to you know it's funny because I produced for Bill and Nancy for over a year and uh, they're on hiatus now but uh, I grew a relationship with them over the last uh, couple of years and uh, at first I was the same way I was like very nervous around Bill not so much Nancy because Nancy always came off very motherly and like very very nice and and uh, none of Bill's mean or anything uh, but it was just like no, it, was, uh, it was it was great and but it was like I was awestruck and I was like this is Bill Burns oh my goodness you UFO hunter and and uh, I was kind of starstruck at first, and it took me a while to like, get comfortable around him. But, uh, no, Bill is an amazing, amazing guy. In fact, when my mother passed away last year, the first person that called me was Bill Burns. Wow. True story. This, he called me up. This yeah, reminds me of how excited you were and felt the same way when you first met um, Michael Horn. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a different feeling. That was... <laughs> No, no, that was completely different. That, that was more like, um, like you ever been to the the proctologist and they tell you you have a wart inside your anus? <laughs> I can't. Believe it. Yeah, that's what Michael Horn. That's what Michael Horn felt like. Like if you had actual <laughs> anal cancer, oh, no. and it, and it was giving you like maybe a week to live. That's what meeting Michael Horn would do to you. <laughs> seeing that man's face is worse than seeing a wart in your. Testicles. Like okay, it, it's, okay, it's bad. Okay, I'm can't... saying it's bad. Don't get me started oh, on Michael Horn. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we've got the Morton update. We've got <laughs> there is no Stan Romanek update this week. By the way, reason being is because nothing, to my knowledge, I've done some searching, is going on. I don't know if he is just hunkered down. I thought he was going to be a lot more vocal to try to raise more awareness about what's going on. Now. I don't know how many folks are uh, are Netflix members, probably lots, but mm-hmm. apparently there's mm-hmm. a documentary of his that was finally released on Netflix. A couple yeah, we of talked weeks. about that uh, on Skywatchers a couple of nights ago. Uh, they it, finally put it, out, it, yeah. Did anybody see it? What was the consensus? 
I've seen, I mean, I've seen it before. There's something special on there. They show a couple of clips, uh, like very quick clips of stuff that's gone around in and around this area in this house. Uh, spooky, paranormal stuff. Uh, but it's really just a bunch of interviews with him, his wife, some other f- folks in ufology and, uh, you know, him just telling his story, basically. And that's really all it is. Nothing earth, you know, shattering or groundbreaking or anything that's gonna like leave you 100% a believer. At all. In fact, after watching it, I believe more that he's that he's a hoaxer than I did going into actually watching that video. So, but there's nothing in the documentary that talks about the charges he's facing coming up. Not now. the one that I saw. Maybe this is an updated one, but no, no the one I, that I think I saw this now. is the same one because I think this one was actually made in thirteen. Okay, now this is the, no, the one that I saw had nothing to do with the, uh, the okay, charges. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay, well, anyways. I haven't found anything going on, so that's what's going on with Stan right now. I am going to do a little bit more digging this week, and I have some friends out there. It's funny. Some of the listeners that I'm friends with during the week, you'll be surprised. Uh, It was one of our listeners, I'll leave his name out, that had Sean Morton's uh, cell number, and he was texting him trying to find out where he he was. And uh, I didn't expect him to get a response, and he did not. But uh, it's always interesting what's going on. Yeah, but I doubt so, that text number is actually a legit working number now. If he's on the run, he's going to ditch that number quick. So you can triangulate, you know, triangulate where he's at. Sure. I mean, maybe he has a burner phone. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> but, uh, other news uh, to bring up while we're jumping into news here. Let's just go dive right in. Uh, I wanted to talk about first and, and foremost. You know what's amazing is when you do a program, like we've been doing this program for a while, uh, now, again, in its third alteration or whatever it is, it's starting to seem like Spinal Tap a little bit. Or uh, It's the reboot of the reboot of the reboot. It's the reboot. You know, it's like I saw <laughs> Chicago recently on television, and they don't have Peter Cetera, uh, the singer, who was has a very unique vocal style. And I was like, how are they going to pull this off? And they, I don't even think they have any of the original members. I mean, maybe a couple here and there. It's almost like going to see Leonard Skinnerd, which right. I would never do. <laughs> but there's nobody that was in the band that's still around. They all died in a plane crash, pretty much. So I don't know about, I don't know if they all died in a plane crash, but yeah, they've changed all the members. It's like ACDC uh, recently, uh, when Brian Johnson uh, couldn't sing anymore. Axel Rose came in and covered for him, and really, the guitarist Brian Johnson. Um, no, no, who was the guitarist name? Agnes, Agnes. Uh, he and Brian Johnson are the only two original members left from ACDC, really. Everybody else has been kind of replaced, and now they're retiring yes. because Brian Johnson can't play anymore, he can't sing anymore, so. But well, Axel Rose did a really good job, by the way, you know, replacing him for the tour. He was excellent, so. Hard to believe, but I will take it at that. Uh, well, tonight, first and foremost, you, li- you do a show, and you try to put forward what you think, your thinking, your opinions. Some people resonate, some people hate. Uh, obviously, I've been labeled as a lot of things from the uh, New Age camp in recent months. But the point is, is that one of our A-lister guys you can't really touch because he's just one of the best researchers in the field is Kevin Randall. And I've always been a fan of his. I don't know him. Again, I think I might have interviewed him. Have you interviewed him? Uh, was that an answer? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no, actually, I've interviewed uh, Kevin Randall about three times, three or four times. Okay. Yeah. I think he's not very good on the radio. I've seen a couple of interviews. Not 
he doesn't get all the groovy stuff that he knows across. Um, maybe his own show better, but I he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't bad when we had him on. Um, he's actually very pleasant, very nice. Uh, the first time I think he was a little nervous, which is kind of weird because I was nervous, and uh, I, I guess he just hadn't done uh, interviews in a while when we had him on, or when I had him on on uh, the Jackal said uh, years ago. But I mean, every okay. time I've had him on, he's been very pleasant. He's he's been, you know, a pretty good guest. And you like that, right? Point. You like when people are pleasant. Right? Yeah, you know, I mean, if you give me, if you're gonna we're taking up about thirty seconds of airtime to talk about how pleasant he is. So he was obviously. he was very pleasant, gentlemen. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, uh, he That's is nice. definitely a very well respected guy, especially on the Roswell incident. And sure as heck, here he is. On his blog, which is kevinrandall.blogspot.com, if you want to check it out, which he calls a different perspective. And I agree. It's his perspective. It's a great perspective. But there's two things that he wrote, two articles that really made my head turn because I said, okay, we're on the same page. Some of these A-listers are paying attention to what some of the junior guys have been screaming about for the past few months until Bill Ryan came forward with a brass set of balls. And said, hey, these new age folks mean a lot more than some shyster named Corey Good spewing around a silly story about blue aliens, right? And sure enough, here's a great article on July 4th that he wrote entitled, Are Some Tales Just Too Wild to Believe? Corey Good and Andrew Oshago, okay? And this was all about what we discussed last week, how uh, – Jan Harson, who is the director of MUFON right now, and um, Kevin Randall had a conversation about how concerned Kevin has been about letting people like Corey Good, uh, who reads like science fiction, and he talks about that and Solar Warden and all this other silly stuff. Uh, sounds like an Ender's Game kind of thing. Uh, the point is, is that he he, he tried to talk to Harson about how they can do this and how it's not hypocritical, of course. And why wouldn't we invite people like Michael Horn uh, to um, speak at the MUFON Symposium? Why wouldn't we just give anyone a platform? Because right. in essence, Jim uh, Jan Harson is saying, well, everyone should be allowed to speak and then we can decide. Well, we talked about that last week, why that wasn't a credible answer. Obviously, we don't let shysters speak at JAMA conventions about medical procedures. Correct. Yep. Uh, anyway, so that was a great – I really urge you to go read the whole thing, and you can do that at kevinrandall.blogspot.com. It's a very simple site, and it's one of those sites uh, – there's another great article on here. Again, the MUFON blowback, uh, not only – from some of the racist jargon that was spewed by one of its directors in Pennsylvania last month, but also the way that it was handled in such a lax manner until people started threatening to quit. A-listers, right? So thumbs up for Kevin Randall. And when I saw that, Angel, I said to myself, okay, I think they're starting to listen and see the bigger picture Yep. Of why – see, because a guy like Kevin Randall, he's not going to give Corey Good and Randy C. and Andy B. the time of day. He's doing real investigative work. He always has. He's ex-military. He's smart. He's 
on the ball kind of guy. He's the kind of guy you want to go to for an opinion on someone, especially when it's evidence related. Okay, so uh, he's not thinking in those realms. He's not hanging out at contact in the desert. He's not. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't seem like the type when he's not going to the Conscious that. Life Expo and getting his yeah. aura read and and going shit. Are we at, are we at a champa sweetie? <laughs> sweetie. All right, you know. Yeah, really anyway, seem like I don't know. <laughs> I poke fun, but after this week, you'll see why I'm a little pissed. <laughs> okay, but thank go goodness, ahead. okay, thank goodness, Kevin is writing about this because it is oh so important. And thank goodness, Jan Harson is letting these guys, the Three Stooges, at this point, in my opinion, uh, especially with. You know, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, these guys. The gang of thieves here, the secret space programmers. Uh, you know, it's good that Jan booked them because I think it's going to be an outright fiasco. Okay, it's either going to be an outright fiasco, and here's why. They're presenters. You got Corey's presenting at the Move On Symposium. You've got Michael Sala, which is one of the ringleaders. He's, he's the guy that they're utilizing for uh, credibility and to document everything. And you'll, you'll hear tonight as we explore another A-lister's opinion on all this, thank goodness, uh, what they think is really going on as well. But then you have Andrew Bassagio, uh, Bashago speaking. Uh, and then you have uh, – no, Randy Kramer is not speaking. You've got three of them. Then you have some of Corey's kids going. So uh, – this is this is obviously going to be a fiasco, and the reason why is because not only are they speaking, but they're going to be on a panel with some of the A-listers that are promoting the fact, thank goodness, that they're going to do something this time. They're, they're not going to let these guys sort of just infiltrate the symposium without answering tough questions on a panel that they're going to share. Will that panel come to pass? Uh, I don't know. From what I hear, it will. So that's what I'm looking forward to hearing. I've heard their spiel already, all of them. So I don't plan on hearing anything new. I think that some people are too polite sometimes. And because of the gravity of the situation, what it represents, I hope they choose to alter that mindset. Okay, so that's Kevin Randall. Go check out his stuff. Uh, let's switch over to what's going on with Sean David Morton. Do we have a little uh, stinger for that? Um, I think I could do some, uh, but um, do you want to really hear it? I don't know. Do I? Yeah, probably not. No, but I'll put some. I'll make some. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I don't know. You might get offended. Listen, just, this is the Sean David Morton update. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll let you hear it. Look, this, this is what I think about when I think of Sean. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. No? No, I thought, well, okay. That's, that, if that's my stinger. Okay, Better? enough. No. Okay, Sean David. We had to come up with better stingers for you, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's something to look at. Okay. Sean David Morton has been a fugitive for 24 days, 9 hours, 21 minutes, and 49 seconds. Woohoo! Yeah. Holy shit. This is crazy. 
almost been a fugitive for a month. Right? That was the stinger I was looking for. And now I got okay. it. Now I know what you want me to say, stinger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Uh, courtesy of ufowatchdog.blogspot.com, ufowatchdog.com, where I go for a ton of information as we sit here and sort of jump on this uh, train of fraud exposure, I like to say at this point, and it's oh so needed. Um, it's one of the reasons why we're going to be playing you a lot of people's opinions that needed to wake up this month, and thank God they are starting. Uh, but it seems as though the one piece of information we do have about Morton is the following. Uh, if not minutes before he bailed on his sentencing hearing on the 19th of June, Minutes before, he filed a motion, and I think he's representing himself now, Angel. Uh, the motion entitled Morton Court at Federal District Court Central California is a dizzying parade of legal nonsense, what? which Morton has consistently bombarded the courts with. So here's, here's a couple of the claims that are within this document, and this is why Royce Myers III is so great because he he goes right to the meat and potatoes. Number one, Morton claims he is not a 14th Amendment citizen and not a U.S. citizen, instead claiming he is a citizen of the Republic of California. If this is the case, then oh, why man. has he ever bothered filing tax returns? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to read it. Having a US I, 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 I need a stinger that says dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> but having a, I think he should get Corey Good as his attorney. Having a U.S. issued passport or ever appeared in any court, let alone filed motions with a court he claims has no authority over him. Okay, next. Morton, number two. Morton objects to everything but cites no legal precedents for his objections. Uh, this motion would make a college freshman thinking of going to law school blush with embarrassment. Number three, Morton states he is withdrawing his original plea, but did this after he'd already been convicted. <laughs> wow. You cannot. This is his. Wow. Uh, <laughs> this is his ready soul, folks. This is, uh, this this is, is crazy amazing. stuff. There is. Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what's in the chat room right now. Um, this is, uh, the analogy is you cannot order and eat an entire burger and later claim it had onions on it. And because of that, you want a new one. Yes, that's true. You can't do that. You, there's something called the appeals process. You can do that. But in order to appeal your case, you got to show up for the setting saying, uh, okay. So basically I'm going down this list here, trying to get, see if there's things here. Again, it's it's more of this sort of uh, stuff we talked about last week where he reserves his right to be protected by the Constitution, yet continues to claim he is not a citizen, a United States citizen. Instead, he's uh, a sovereign person of some sort that lives in Sean Morton, Sean David Morton country. Right. So. Anyway. Or as some would call it, La La Land. Well, you know, I mean, why file the motion, though? You know, it, that just makes you look kind of crazy. Mm, well, you know, this is a case of a guy who wants to have his cake and eat it, too, as the saying goes. 
Uh, he doesn't want to be part of the U.S., but yet he takes advantage when he can. Does his yeah. taxes? I mean, yeah. what's, you know, what's the story, really? Exactly. Yeah, I, uh, he's yeah. I, man, I, they catch, Kevin it's Randall, funny when they catch him. I'll tell you that much. Well, if they ever catch him, Angel. Oh, they if will. they ever catch him, I think you know at this point. He knows what he's doing, man. He's got a plan that's working quite well, it seems. Uh, also, there is a special update if you want to check out UFO Watchdog that is talking about uh, Peruvian scientists already calling the Musan Gaia mummy a fraud. Um, I'm trying to update well, you. With... That deserves it. This is kind of, yeah, this is kind of hot on the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, many have already called the promotion of the Nazca mummy nothing more than a fraud perpetrated for financial gain. Musan obviously alleges that the mummies, yeah, there are uh, now, what, three, I believe, have been studied for the past eight months, mm -hmm. but there's little, little to offer so far scientifically. Um, instead, what is selling very well to get information is... Gaia.com subscriptions and um, a conference, of course, for people that want to pay 300 to $350 per person. We talked a little bit about this last week as well. This is getting outrageous. And sure enough, rinse and repeat, you know, because the blowback from the Roswell slides obviously didn't put this guy away. So he was able to do a new one and say, you know, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to do Jaime's accent. I don't need to. The point is, is that uh, obviously it seems as though he is doing it again. And I was waiting for the money vessel. You know, I'm sorry, not the not the vessel. The vessel is the mummy. <laughs> the money is coming from the conference. I was waiting for the shindig. Was it going to be a streaming event? Was it going to be a conference? How is he going to make a boatload on this in a, in a couple of real real good shots? And, and here it is. So kind of a drag, but not something uh, that we need to really be all that concerned about because, again, these things happen. They will come up. Frauds are always going to be a part of this subject, and it's our job to discern what is going on and what is – of value and how you rate that is not based on personality. It's not based on race. It's not based on religion or sexual orientation. La 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 la. It's based upon where you put the bar for proof for something to become worthy of intense investigation. Now, granted, in this subject, the bar is, it seems as though it's very malleable doesn't it? It seems as though it gets bent a lot. Well, where is the bar supposed to be? Well, that's the kind of discussion that should be happening, not the kinds of discussions we've been happening, uh, having for the past few months. So we're going to jump into the main part of the show right now, and I think I'm done with the news here. I know you guys have your news of the weird over on Skywatchers, which I always enjoy, but you know what, Angel? It is getting so weird in the mainstream mm -hmm. arena right yep. now that, man, it's starting to seem similar. 
Well, if anyone has seen Sean David Morton, give us a call. Give us a call here at 1-800-999-6676. Uh, $1.50 apply uh, each additional minute. Hell, um, I really would like to get that call. So really call me, 786-245-8127. Uh, yeah. With any information leading to Sean give that number out one more time? <laughs> 786-245-8127. Uh, hell, uh, I don't care if you're west of the Rockies or east of the Rockies, north of the equator oh, or south. Hey. Call me and tell me oh, where the hell this rat bastard is at. I, want to I left the new story out. Wait a minute. Can you go oh. back to the new stinger for Rewind. a second? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I left that in there. So Jimmy Church oh, uh, and uh, some of the Corey's kids, and I know that they hate being called Corey's kids, but I'll, I don't remember all their names. This is just easier. Thank you. Corey, <laughs> they all went down to East Eddie Ranch. And oh, did you this... see his hair? He has diva hair now. You saw that? Who? Uh, church. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it was just weird because now publicly he is going places with these folks. And granted, I don't think they were supposed to just be all together. I think they were both booked to speak, yada, yada. But – from the video that Church releases, they're all kind of kicking it, okay, and hanging out for the weekend or however long they were there for. Right. And so they're hanging out there. Next thing I know, um, like I said, I don't really listen to the program any longer because it's because of what's happened, because of the reality of where they have taken that show, what they're merged with, and, and the obvious, which is they're all part of this marketing campaign to make – a lot of money from a subject that has a lot of viewership. I get it. So I see a video posted, breaking news, that they have found something on Mount Adams. And, of course, you know, right away it was – they couldn't just go down there and do their conference, right? They had to go down there and, oh, my God, we found something. You know, it's something to market, something to get hits, something to – to get exposure and it, it's just so nauseating and sure enough you pop this thing open and it's jimmy you know showing you this shadow that he found on the side of the mountain or something you know nobody's talking about the where the light is during the day or anything like that but here's this thing that's like i think they said it was about 13 miles away because obviously uh when you think of the Eseti ranch a lot of people are going to think Angel that it's on Mount Adams, right? right? But it's right. not, right? Because nope. the mountain is is like a big mountain. It's it's mm-hmm. how you would think of when you look at Everest or something like that. Right. It's got snow on it, and you can only go up a certain point. Now, his ranch is more really in Troutdale, which is, you know, he's he's a he's a good, probably I would say at least twenty miles from the actual mountain. Okay, just yeah, so you know. Probably, yeah, that's about right. No, I'm, I'm serious because I was just yeah, there recently. That's about right. So, yeah, that's about right. So you can't get on the mountain. Nobody lives on it. If they do, I don't know about it, and I doubt he does either. But the point is, here's Jimmy, and they're, they're make you know they're sort of doing shaky cam on this, so it's not heavily produced, but it's them looking at this thing, freaking out, and everybody's sort of looking at it, and uh, the Corey's kids are in the background acting cool. And, you know, they're kind of too cool for school for it. And then they're sort of like, okay, that's cool. And 
they're really talking about that they found an opening, a door on the side of the mountain. This is just where the mind goes in this genre, this new age space. And I don't have to sugarcoat it for this audience because that's the kind of stuff that we're sick of. And so sure enough, he came back and did this video. Holy cow, man. There it is. Seriously. I don't know. You know, and it's just, you know, then he was angry because people were you know, saying it might be a shadow. Well, gee, I don't know why they'd make you angry. It's probably what it is. But then he is posting pictures of it without it and all this jazz. And, you know, obviously, again, it's one of those things. Are you going to be able to fact check it? No. Sure, you can find a picture where the shadow isn't there, but I mean, look, this is just so typical. How do we turn this little event into something that we can take back and promote and yada yada puke? And it's just annoying. It's annoying because that whole group is now so obviously together promoting garbage for the most part, whether it be on the radio or on your cable channel now. They just don't have any ethics, hence the new mummy story. And I found this incredibly strange, but I must bring it up, is that Dr. Stephen Greer pops out this past week discussing that he was on site when they viewed the Nazca mummies, and he played a part in examination. Now, here's a guy who is a medical doctor. He reminds you of that every time he speaks. But he ran an emergency room, so he was a very uh, talented doctor. And all of a sudden, here he is in the middle of this NASCA thing working hand-in-hand with who? Gaia TV. There they are. They're slowly sucking in more people as they go. And Why? Because they have the money to put up for any sort of testing that Greer might want to do or or other things that Greer might want to attach himself to or better production quality value and etc. I know it's alluring, but is it shocking that Greer found a way to get in with Gaia? He couldn't do it with Corey Good because that's just too damn embarrassing. Can't do it with Wilcock because now you know it's obvious. He's been exposed, both of them. So he got in on this route. Now, he's away from it enough where he can benefit from it. But if it goes to shit, he might still be okay. It's just so interesting, Angel, how this weaving goes on and on. And who's friend and who's foe? Because... Not only six months ago, if not earlier, Greer was talking about how Corey Good was a MyLab and that he yeah. was probably confused as to what happened to him. But it definitely wasn't what he thought had happened to him. And he well, was pretty just, adamant about that. Just, this just proves that everybody has a price. And uh, Greer, they probably met his price and he's jumping <sighs> on board now. But, you know, and, and with Greer, it doesn't shock me, okay, because he's so oh, ready for it. that anyway. Of what course. he really needs – Greer doesn't need ideas. What he needs is money. He's sort of the Gene Hackman of ufology because Gene Hackman, of course, was 
the amazing Lex Luthor, right? And I think if you tried to give Lex Luthor an idea, he's too smart. Be like, shut up. I, here's what I need. I need coffee, and then I need money. And he'd be like, okay, Mr. Luther, you know, and that's what he always – he had Ned Betty around. But this is how I think Greer is looking at this situation. <clears throat> he wants to keep doing things, and he needs budget for it. He has expenses, etc. So I heard one of his C5 protocol folks on Jimmy Church the other night, and it is just really weird, man. It's so culty. It's all based on just – Really bad sci-fi. People seeing orbs and, and and reading way too far into those orbs, having life changes forever because of and the orbs receive messages and things, messages and things of that yeah. nature. Just hogwash, new age bullshit. Yep. So here's where we're taking it. I just had to throw that in there because it was pretty important. Uh, probably the. Th- the biggest thing that happened last week was the following. One of the A-listers comes out and finally says enough. I don't even know why this show popped up. It, it was a Bill Ryan uh, YouTube that he talked about on Avalon that he had released. Excuse me. And sure enough, Richard Dolan is fully aware and made himself available to speak about this crazy situation going on, this push-pull situation going on with the New Age community. Why was it timely? Because this week, something very horrible happened. Uh, the dark journalist had two videos, I believe now, removed from his YouTube account because of complaints from the Corey camp. Okay. Now, a lot of people would say, well, you know, they're, they're in a fight, so you do what you can. Well, that's all well and good. However, this is quite hypocritical if you look at the grand picture. First of all, the Corey camp and Corey himself and the Wilcockians, etc., the New Agers, they're faith-based. They just want you to take what they say as fact without any sort of truth behind it, without any sort of proof behind it. Well, the dark journalist uh, has been making videos for the past few months, of course, and two of the videos he made claims of theories that his evidence uh, thought that there were people working within Corey's camp that were satanic. Um, yes, I said satanic. Right, right. That would and make what, uh, a lot of sense, sure. <laughs> well, you know, the point is, is that it was—it's a theory. He's evil, okay. so why not? Involves I don't—I don't agree with the theory. <laughs> I thought it was sort of jumping the shark a little bit, just a bit. But because that sounds kooky, as especially since I don't, especially since I don't believe in Satanism, I don't believe in Satan. So that to me sounded silly. However, no reason to pull those down. No reason. The same reason you have (coughs) – excuse me. The same reason you you, you let the Nazis do a march here or the 
uh, white power guys or whoever else, it's the First Amendment. You got to protect it. Well, here was the blowback. The blowback was they were able to get two removed. Is it because they have the, the machine of Gaia behind them or, or powerful lawyers? Perhaps. But they proceeded to do it. And then, to make matters worse, Corey goes to Facebook. Keep in mind, this is a guy talking with aliens all the time, hanging out. He's got plenty of time to uh, be a uh, full-on shark on Facebook and YouTube. Just let it go, man. Just Yeah, I'm letting it out. You're good. You're good. You're good. Well, Corey puts on his Facebook that if the dark journalist gets uh, a few more uh, complaints, his account will be closed. And I'm going to have to take a break here in a minute, but I want to go out playing a clip. We're going to do uh, we're going to do uh, Richard Dolan's first take on all of this, and that's going to be number one. But uh, basically, in essence, what Corey did was he said, "Hey, to his flock, go out." Go on YouTube, complain about the dark journalist being a bully. Let's get him taken down. Right. If that isn't a full-on executable war torch command, I don't know what is. This isn't the peace-loving guy that we're thinking he is. Not to mention, if your tactic, very similar to Jimmy Church's tactic this past month, which is basically... We're haters. We're jealous. We need to be silenced now. Uh-huh. So now they're going after YouTube saying, hey, man, we want to take these guys down and make sure they don't even have an outlet to voice their concerns, their opinions, etc. It's like me going to YouTube and saying these targeted individuals are, are full of crap. I want them taken down. Right. Because one of them said something about me. We know full well that there are people on YouTube that have said things about us. Mm-hmm. We've watched videos hate, of hatred because we've had our, you know, uh, fights here and, here and there or differences of opinion. But we did did we once, Angel, try to get these people taken down? Uh, well, no, not really, no. No, oh, we have never... Did, speech, man. No. did we ever make a formal complaint to YouTube? Nope. I mean, what a bunch of pussies. But smart business because if you get rid of dark journalist on YouTube, mm. he he has other outlets, but that's a big one. Right. That's a big one. Well, that's a big one because it's monetized, and he, you know, I'm sure makes a pretty nice income from YouTube. But uh, man, if they get him knocked off of YouTube, that would be really, really bad for him. Angel, it's really bad. And keep in mind, I want everybody uh, on the show to know that there's a lot of content, which is obviously being backed up as we speak by right. Hopefully. the folks at Avalon are assisting. Mm. Uh, but I will say one of the reasons we don't put this show on YouTube is because there would be too many complaints because I run a lot of people's clips. Why? Because I like to get you the best information from the best people instead of paraphrasing everything. 
But then I can't turn around and monetize that per se on YouTube, especially with the folks we're talking about. I usually can get permission from many if I want. However, on that side, I would highly doubt it. And especially uh, some clips tonight I want to play of Andy B. I doubt Andy B would be all that happy. So that's why we don't have our stuff on YouTube. That's why we're not getting fat checks, Angel. What? You're not getting the checks? No, and that's why. Good. I, I, that's good. I want it. I want the show Four to be entertaining. <laughs> Sponsor free, of course. Agenda free. But how but first, we have... let me sell you some gold crap. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, <laughs> in lieu of that, I want to tell you about this new oven mitt I've been using all week. Okay, Maybe let's get it golden. golden. Before I before I pass out here, I I, I got my wind back my uh, my throat, but I saw that I saw it. you almost passed out. Are you okay? Woo! Yeah, I'm okay, but you're a little winded yeah. there, my friend. It's all good. <laughs> it's to... allergies. Yeah, Oh, I, oh, I hear you. Well, you got the dogs around too, so I'm pretty sure that doesn't help with the allergies. Portland Summers, man. Okay, yeah, Richard so. Dolan finally decided to speak to Bill Ryan and say, "Hey, man, time. let's talk." And you know what? What's so great about it is, and we're going to play a few clips and respond. Let's get Angel's opinion. Let's get your opinion. You want to call in? Call in. Uh, this is a guy we need on our team. We have to huddle together at this point to out these people. We have to out them, not because before it was kind of funny and silly and something that, you know, Art Bell would play around with and that sort of thing, but it never came near the serious camp. Now they're infiltrating the serious camp. So let's get Richard Dolan's take and, and go ahead and let's play that clip, uh, number one. If someone were in charge of protecting their secret space program from discovery, they would very probably find individuals who have zero credibility in the mainstream and they would encourage them one way or another to tell their story. They would perhaps help those individuals get access to publicity within the field. These days it's so easy to do because there are a number of individuals always willing to put a camera and a microphone in front of such people. They become the new rock stars, they become the new uh, darlings of the movement and they get a story that gets thousands and maybe millions of people behind them. And the effectiveness of this is, is multifold. So one, it serves to discredit the actual secret space program in the mind of the general public. That's always helpful. Secondly, it will distract and derail certain researchers onto those paths of research so they hit dead ends and they go off course from, from their genuine research. So it serves both of those two very important purposes. And you know, if it's good for five years or ten years, that's great. And then when they wear off, you just bring out more forms of disinformation. And these individuals, whether we're talking Corey Good or whether we're talking Andrew Basiago or whether we're talking uh, William Tompkins, for that matter, or any of these other people, uh, Randy Kramer, some of these people I've met in person, others I have not. I'm not even denying that they're nice people. I met Andrew Basiago a number of years ago. He was actually very decent person when I met him. But the real point is that it's entirely possible that there may be grains or kernels of truth in what some of these people are saying, or more, who knows. But from a research point of view, this is a truth that's almost useless to us because we can't use it as from a research perspective. We can't use it to move forward in our public discourse because it's been tainted with ridiculousness. And again, I'm, I'm not making 
a claim here one way or the other about these people because I don't know any of them that well enough. But it is entirely possible that there is either mental illness involved with some of them or some kind of grand delusion that they have maybe been given where they once part of the an intelligence community and just damaged through mind control in one way or another. Who, who knows? I mean, going back into the 1980s, I am well aware, and even before that, of cases, personally I know these cases, of people who have been, uh, let's say, severely mind controlled by U.S. military. I know of several U.S. Air Force cases from around 1980 and the early 80s where techniques were used to completely scramble up someone's head. So the techniques are there. And I don't know if it's been used or not on any of these individuals. I have no way of knowing. Or if they are um, out there to make their money, or if that's their sole motivation, or if that combines with a, a genuine belief that they're telling the truth. The bottom line, though, to me, isn't really even the motivation of these people or their mental health, honestly. Maybe they're all mentally sound, and I'm, I'll be shocked, but maybe that's the case. The bottom line is that from a researcher's point of view, you know, just to point out, say, Corey Good, and I say this without trying to attack him personally. I have no interest in attacking him personally, none. But there's nothing in his story that I can, as a researcher, grab onto. There's nothing in his story that allows me to confirm or falsify any of his claims. I mean, in, in fact, it's not only that. But when we talk about the 20 and back program in particular and his way of recounting it, I have to have some serious problems with it because by its very nature, it is unconfirmable. It, by its very nature, he says he went for 20 years to another planet, I think from the age of 17, the best I can understand, until the age of 37. So during this period of time, became a young man and then a mature man, did his job 20 years of one's life, and at the end of it, you could say, oh, well, great, so let's test those 20 years. Where were you? When he says, well, no, you can't do that because I became age-regressed and time-regressed so that his own mother apparently didn't even know that he was gone. Now, if any person were to come up to you with such a story, you would say, that sounds insane, and that sounds absolutely Well, if you're insane. wondering where he has been, here he is. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about this clip, and we're going to roll right into another juicy bit uh richard dolan is here folks and for the remainder of the next hour i want to play for you some of the highlights of this fantastic interview that bill ryan did and uh richard dolan and it's all gearing up to this sort of match standoff at the mufon symposium coming up it's going to be the secret space program three stooges versus the A-listers and Richard Dolan, Captain Dolan. Okay, don't go yeah. anywhere. We'll be back in a minute. You've been out radio on a Thursday night. Jesse Randolph and Angel Espino. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. Yeah. 10 seconds of, uh, no. What are you that was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. Unidentified flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. 
Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. It's very possible a century from now, we will have open access to technologies that are utterly magical. But right now, the way it looks to me is that nothing of what he says is information that I can work with as a researcher that I can confirm or deny. And as such, it smells wrong, and it feels wrong. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is, you know, I attended a couple of Corey's lectures in the last year and listened very carefully, very carefully to his lectures. And um, these aliens that he speaks of uh, just so happen to speak the exact same language as any Southern California New Ager will speak. And I mention this because his message is tailor-made for that community, the consciousness, new age, love and light community. And, and I, I'm not even trying to knock those individuals. I have a lot of friends who are very new age, and certain elements of that belief system are, are fine for me. You know, I don't have a problem with it, but it's very obvious to me that the message is tailor-made, marketed, really, for that audience. So when I see all of these things together, I have to have reservations. I have to be suspicious even. So it is his obligation to be taken seriously to provide a way for researchers to corroborate. Well, welcome back to the program. That, of course, Richard Dolan on the mic, one of the best researchers for the representing the new guard moving into the future, trying to keep a bar of credibility and scientific method and scruples and honesty and fact-checking to the equation and keeping it there. Uh, I, just pay, I just played you two clips, and this is the hottest stuff around right now. This is what people have been waiting for. When are people like Dolan and Miss Howe and uh, 
some of the other fantastic researchers, whether it be a, a Grant Cameron or Joseph Farrell, when are they going to start saying, hey, this is bullshit? Well, here's what's happening. These guys were fine. They were fine sharing the, the podium once in a while with uh, silly stuff. Uh, the, the, Richard Dolan has a knack for being politically correct uh, when he has to be. Yep. Much better than I, of course. And that's why he is where he is. And that's why he represents uh, – I mean any club, group, subject that you partake in, religion, uh, there's, a, there's a leader. And even if he doesn't want that role, sometimes you fall into that role. Jan Harzen is not the guy we want running MUFON. And that's obvious because not only does he disagree with Dolan, but his agenda is quite different, obviously, for where the bar sits. Where it sits. And obviously it's sitting pretty close to the ground. So Dolan says, I don't care about your motives. No, he doesn't. He cares about facts. He cares about how we can prove incredible claims. And there is no reason for anyone to think anything else from this. This is not a personal attack. Never has been. However, the Corey's kids and Corey's group, the inner circle, have decided that's the way to out us, to label us as haters, that we're jealous, that we're angry, that they have transcended to a new level of consciousness that we haven't achieved yet. And the best thing to do is ignore us. That'd be fine and dandy if you stayed the hell away from this topic. Stayed in your own corner of silly space. Okay, find strange orbs and other craziness in your everyday life that will make you think that we are multi-dimensional, multi-strange, multi-connected, and all this other stuff that isn't affecting a lot of other people on the other side of the fence in ufology. So this yeah, is why we are all green cereal. Yeah, don't don't forget the multi-green cereal. There you go. But didn't you find this healthy dose of rational angel? Oh, definitely listening. Mm, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but it, it, and like you said, finally somebody has spoken up, and it took uh, Richard Dolan. Uh, but there are there are others in the, you know ufology that need to speak up and then start calling the bullshit for what it is, and just well, you know that's what this is the beginning of. And here is our is. cap. I hope this does like make a movement. I really do. And, we well, do more Richard Owens. Listen, you're not going to find too many people who are willing to come on the record, as did Kevin Randall, as did Richard uh, Dolan, uh, that are willing to sacrifice what the blowback will be. Maybe the blowback will be Gaia doesn't want to work with them anymore. Well, that's a financial oh, for sure, hit. So, yeah, for sure, it'll be a monetary blowback. I mean, that's that's a given. Because these folks are making a lot of cash right now, and if you go against the grain, you know, they will blackball you from existence if they have that kind of power. But, you know, that's only if you allow them to get that kind of power. And we as a community need to stop them from gaining that power, and they're almost there, let me tell you. They are there. 
that's the problem, yeah. I think, that's is the that problem, they, yeah. they're right there. And the, the only way to stop them is to not book them. And it's a catch-22. Because do you want to deal with people like us? Or do you want to deal with people who are willing to shelve uh, over maybe anywhere between 500 and $1,000 to come and see these folks? Right. Easily. Right? Because, <clears throat> because the actual event tickets are pushing three to $400 now. Corey's new event in Mount Shasta is coming up that he's promoting. I will also point out that Corey redacted or retracted his Facebook comments telling people to make uh, fictitious comments, uh, complaints to YouTube regarding dark journalists. Uh, so maybe he realized some of the comments I saw were like, hey, this doesn't really fit your motif, you know, of being this sort of love guru. Because Dolan pointed it out. This isn't new stuff. It's just repackaged. It's not even good. But they need it. They were running low on stuff. So here they are. And shame on the people who don't want to come forward because now's the time. It's going to be too late if it isn't already to try to make sure that we, if we have to spend 80% of our time right now pointing out frauds, then maybe we should do it. Maybe we should do it. Because the difference between somebody wake, because it's already happening. These secret space program whistleblowers are now coming out by the trove. So they're like, hey, I was one too. I just saw two new ones last week. One's a gal, one's a guy. And they're talking the same spiel. I was in the 20 and back. Yeah, sure it was. Who are you going to say it wasn't? Angel? No. Yeah, I mean, it was there. I was there, too. And when I was there, I was very, uh, you know, I didn't see a lot of things, but I did my job, and and mm -hmm. uh, then I got sent back, and here I am. You know, do you want to book me? Anybody want to do my book or my video? It's not I hard there. to do. I was in sanitation. I used to clean the bathrooms for these guys. <laughs> so, I mean, here's why it's so important. I mean, doesn't everybody get it now, I hope? Don't listen to these liars. They're they're ridiculous. Don't listen to church and them saying how the real people are the ones you don't want to listen to. No, but you know, you know, also, here's one point i got to bring up. Hang on. Go ahead, go ahead, one go point ahead. i got to bring up before I forget. If we're agents for the cabal don't you think that it would be pretty hard to silence us on youtube yeah if you're the dark journalist that you're working for the cabal you know that don't you think that making some complaints with your lawyers and you wouldn't be enough to actually sabotage what dark journalist is trying to do highly doubt you know what i'm saying though it, no, I completely understand what you're saying. So it doesn't even make sense in their narrative. It, the excuses keep coming, and they have these young people just kind of coming out. There doesn't even seem to be some cohesion sometimes. It's just like, hey, what kind of mean stuff can we do to try to mess with them? It's almost like nah, nah, nah kind of stuff. It's it's very kid-like. And it's all like, hey, man, if you don't understand where we're at, that's cool. 
It's like, no, I don't think you understand where we're at because in the circles we hang in, evidence is where we stand. That's where the buck stops. And if you don't have that, then you need to go find another room to go have your party. Go find another hall. Not this party. This party is about people looking for evidence and trying to change the world to look at this subject with a high level of scrutiny, but with an open mind to say, now is a good time for us to open our minds to real evidence in this subject so we can take it seriously. Leslie Keene. These are the kinds of people I'm talking about. James Fox. These are the kinds of people I'm talking about. They exist, folks. And guess what? Not They're not speaking at contact in the desert. They're not going to Laura, Laura Eisenhower uh, pottery uh, conventions. They're not doing that. And the fact that Andrew Brashago would use frauds as witnesses <laughs> to try to back up his claims as evidence – as a lawyer, is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Let's go ahead and play and some. You know, of, yeah, we're we're going to get to the thing, but you know it's funny because Massaggio did the same thing with me when I got into it with him on Facebook a few months ago, and I, I called him on his shit, and that's the same thing he did. He's like, "Oh, but so and so could back me up because they're also part of the program, and so and so is a witness of this program." And I'm like, "That's not proof. You're you're citing people that are in on the con with you." Exactly. That's what you're doing. You're, you're, so, you're telling me, that, yeah, go talk to this person. He's credible. Yeah, but I don't believe you. You think I'm going to believe them? Really, yeah, no. I do. You hit it on the head. And, and in fact, the, the, that's such a great segue into the, the third Dolan clip I want to play. Let's play that first. You're going to hear the exact same tale. And this is how you know when you're on the right track, Age. Play this. Play, go ahead and play <laughs> Dolan number three, and you're going to go. Day, all day. Facebook argument with Andrew Basciago about this very point. He said, well, my story is being corroborated by people like Randy Kramer and Bernard Mendez. And I said, well, no, it really isn't. And as a lawyer, I said, you ought to know better what constitutes valid evidence. Right? Just because someone else can talk a good game doesn't mean that that's evidence. What we have here, unfortunately, are a series of really fun campfire stories as I see it. They're not confirmable, and they don't count as intel or data. Some people call this, this stuff intel. I saw Corey Good and David Wilcock on stage, and David Wilcock consistently referred to this as intel, and that's wrong. This is not intel. That's sloppy language. It's not true either. So, again, I want to come back to this point that without getting personal with these people, I, I have no animus against any of them, but... We get to a point where we have to defend this field of ours, and ufology deserves to be defended. And the only way we're going to get at these radical truths, which are at the core of this phenomenon, I mean radical truths, all right, is by being very careful with how we handle the evidence, especially in the public realm. Especially in the public realm. Wow. Yes, in the in the public realm, and what he's talking about there, I believe, mm -hmm. is the fact that now they're getting MUFON endorsement. MUFON's not saying we endorse uh, their their evidence. We're, they're not saying that they're endorsing the validity of their claims, but they're endorsing them because they're having them part of the show. In fact, they're having them be like the headliners. So 
thank God for Richard Dolan. He's here. Folks, he has arrived, and I think he's a little pissed, Angel. Yeah, he has every right to be pissed. We, everybody in ufology has a right to be pissed. Yes! Everybody, it's time to defend it! Everyone in you, you know, everyone listening out there who is even a remote fan of the subject should be pissed. Anybody who has uh, spent money on these people that are being conned should be pissed. I mean, you should be more pissed than anybody else because you fell for the con. Who did? No, I'm saying the, the general audience oh. that are paying for... Oh, I thought you said I did. Did I No, no, I'm not about the general audience that went to these events and actually paid hard money. Continue to. Folks. And they continue to. I mean, I'm, I feel sorry for them because they're falling for this stuff, and they should be pissed more than anybody else. But you know what? I think when people start waking up, that's when, you know, the, the great train starts uh, getting off the, the trail and off the, of the train track, and this thing is going to go off the tracks really soon. And uh, because more and more people are waking up and smelling the BS, I mean it's just I don't I don't see this lasting this uh, you know this guy organization. I no, just, I it, don't see it lasting. Well, I I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But here's the bottom line: Contact in the Desert did roughly 6,500 entry uh, uh, entries this year. Okay, mm. I can say easily that must be. What, Angel, you've been to these things. It's got to be at least three times more you usually get at those things. At least, yeah. yeah. At least. In fact, Alejandro, who runs the, uh, you know, the largest respected one every year. What's the, mm-hmm. the, what are they calling it these days? I don't even, uh, I don't even know. Maybe the uh, International Congress. Uh, UFO Congress. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many people they get there, but I doubt it's even close to that number. No, he gets good numbers, but yeah, it's, it's somewhere near that. So but do the numbers. Back, now times 6,500, right? Right. Let's let's see how smart the kids in the chat room are. we have any people with, with brains in the chat room tonight? Yeah, but I don't think they're going to want to start doing math this time. <laughs> just yet. Asking for a little okay. too much of the audience. Well, you're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about what, uh, 6,500 people. Right. Times what I said was the entrance was roughly, what, $350 just to get in the door. Right. So run the numbers. You get almost uh, a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $227,000. Yeah, that's that's just in entry. Yeah. Okay. So when they tell you, ah, there's no money to be made in this, no, there is if you're a con artist. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the biggest problem with this, is that if ufology could actually do those numbers, they would be really, really excited, and they'd be able to do a lot more things. And the mm-hmm. problem is the only way to do it right now is by making, you know, n- no pun intended, but making a deal with the devil. So... The, hence the frustration. Hence we have painted the picture here about how it's not about attacking Corey Good. Nice try. And there is now a very good reason why David Wilcock will not discuss these topics. And we're going to hear more about that in a second because, as we know, the plot has thickened. What I can hope is the following. Some of these frauds are going to start infighting. They're fighting for attention. They're fighting for hits, right? Uh, Solaris Blue Raven comes to mind. 
She needs a flock. That's what these people need. They need people to buy into their their story. The problem is it's just like, you know, when people were like, hey, I got to build an app or, or whatever the newest thing was where people were making money. That's going to dry up real quick. And for one, every super secret space program whistleblower wannabe, there's going to be a hundred behind them that didn't make it. Right. And we see it. It's starting to happen. Past few years, easily. Like I said, two more. You want to hear about their escapades? It's all over YouTube. Now, I want to switch gears here because we bring up, and Dolan did very well, I believe, uh, the Andrew Bershago incident on Facebook, mm-hmm. which you had as well, Angel. Yeah. <laughs> right? And oh, I think the really most funny. And I screenshotted some of it, by the way. There's screenshots uh, of the conversation, and I, I, I got to dig it up. But I will send it to you if I have a chance. Well, please do, because many people have already tried to uh, poke fun and say that Corey Good's uh, postings on Facebook about what to do to dark journalists were not uh, were false. They were falsified, and then, I don't believe that at all. I saw them because I look at Corey Good's page. I monitor it to see what's going on. You know, Jesse, the rest what, of the group. What, what, what gets me about the Bissajo thing, and uh, going back to that, because I know we're going to roll a clip now. Um, sure. It's, it's not only myself who's had the, this kind of interaction with him. Um, I know several folks who've approached him and asked him, and asked him flat out, what evidence does he have? He only points back to that one picture, and then he points back to several reference people that collaborate his story. And... It's dumbfounding that as a lawyer, this is the route he takes. I mean, it really is hysterical to think that this man is a lawyer, considering this is what he considers proof. My thing is, uh, is there any way we can go around and get this man, first of all, to lose his lawyer license and get him disbarred? Because if this is a lawyer, I'm very, very afraid for his clients. But, see, that's where I would disagree. Only because I understand the passion. I understand the anger. Because it's just so outrageous. It's so obvious. But then you find in this field that the, some of the people you think are quote-unquote sane are also out there and insane on a, a different level. And so I think, especially with Andy B., it's very strange because you don't know what's going on with this guy. Either A, he's insane because he's not a stupid person he's obviously very he's always kind of tooting around his mensa right so is he insane is he disinfo and that is something that dolan brought up tonight another theory floating around yeah. that yeah. Corey, the whole group how did they get so much money how did they get infused so quickly up and running and some of the other folks, Andy B, they come out and they're so over-the-top ridiculous that it makes the whole subject look silly. The whole subject of disclosure, the whole subject of ufology, and this is what Dolan's talking about, why it's important to defend it at this point. It's not because we care if Andy B practices law. It's not because we care uh, if they're – you know. <clears throat> Not good looking enough, or whatever their reasons are, they're too wacky and that sort of thing. It's hurting the subject from 
ever moving forward in a positive direction. That's what they stand in the way of. Well, now, that, they, it, what scares yeah. me, though, Jesse, what scares me about somebody like Andy B practicing law is, I mean, can you imagine if it's uh, your kid, uh, for example, who gets into a car wreck or something, somebody's killed and Andy B is the defending attorney. And, uh, you know, he's the one that's defending your kid. I mean, that would be terrifying to me, knowing this guy is who he is. I, I hear what you're yeah. defending my kid, or, or he's defending me from, you know, some crazy charges that are false. I mean, this is an attorney that's going to defend me? Listen, look, let's, let's play a game for a second. Let's say Andy B came out and said, listen, I, I am 100% legitimate. So any test or, way you can come up with to try to validate my claims I'm open to. So obviously, let's play this game. First thing I would want is for him to take a polygraph, an extensive polygraph with uh, Jack Tremarco from Dr. Phil. If you're Dr. Phil, you know. I'm not a Dr. Phil fan, sorry. (laughs) Well, he he does all the polygraph examinations. Jack Tremarco, he's some ex-FBI terrific uh, polygraph examiner. I would have him do that first, and that would probably, you know, knock the story out right there. Right. Um, What else would we want out of Andy B? Well, you tell me, Angel. You said it already to him. Any sort of tangible evidence to prove any of your claims? And the answer is, you don't have any. None. Except for that one little picture with the blurry image of the boy's face and he claims that's him. That's, I mean, that's as close as any evidence. And it's but, not evidence because you can't see anything in that picture. So Right, and he's smart enough to know that that's not concrete evidence that would help sway a jury. But then he'll tell you, no, but if you go talk to Purple Crow over there, he'll tell you that uh, I'm legit because he was right. there and he was part of the program. Purple Crow, because, you know, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> the person you got to talk to. Right, and we know that that wouldn't hold weight either because – that's the problem, is that when you make these miraculous claims, people are going to dig into you full throttle, right? They're going to dig into your personal life. They're going to dig into you on every level to try to see, are, is this guy crazy? Does he have a record of being in an insane asylum? Has he been committed? Uh, you know, What could it be? You're, you're trying to find a tangible reason. Is he working for a disinformation campaign? to smear the subject from moving forward? Well, we know that that exists. And in fact, Andy B. would probably tell you it definitely exists. So let's go ahead and play you a clip of how strange this is all getting, because here's Andy B. on Randy Moggin's show, uh, which is a good show. I enjoy it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out where Randy Moggin stands on a lot of this stuff because he has his own personal claims. So it becomes a little uh, awkward and kind of uncomfortable as far as where he actually stands. But I urge you to listen to this two-parter he just did with Andy B. And now, as I said, the infighting is beginning. Mm -hmm. And people are starting to call each other out for being... uh, Oaksers. Stealing <laughs> and, and stealing others' material. Yeah, so let's right. go let's go ahead and uh play the Andy B clip and uh see what oh, you think. Gosh, you know, what do you think of uh Corey Goods account? What do you think of Randy Kramer? And I think that's fair. But since I didn't work with them, it's difficult. But let me just say what I know, because in fact, sharing what we know and not what we either make up or conjecture or that may have been implanted 
is really one of the principal uh, principles that that I want to impart yeah. in this interview. And so again, I'm going to use the principle not of condemning others, but of sharing what I know and also using some evidential analysis. Let me address David. David's a brilliant individual, a talented writer, and I completely get why he's popular now in the field. But as I've tried to bring my time travel information forward, I know to a personal certainty that in some instances, David's presentation involves him prevaricating. Prevaricating falls between making something up in a fanciful way and lying. Let me, let me cite one example. David was giving time travel presentations in which he was pulling up the time machine in the feature film Contact and blithely saying to the audience, we think this is what the chronovisors look like. Now, during that time, David was my Facebook friend. I had already emerged lecturing and giving media uh, interviews about time travel. He never contacted me. I can say that the spherical gizmo in Contact starring Jodie Foster looks nothing like what the, any version of the chronovisors looked like. Mm -hmm. And when he, when he used the editorial we, that's kind of a verbal device to impart testimony that really doesn't come from experience or knowledge, but that is really conjecture or, or fearfulness posing as data. You know, to say, we think this is what the chronovisors look like. Well, first of all, who's we? Okay, and then second, where did you get that information? And, and third, how did you have a need-to-know position to even being in the room? Okay, if David is going to take the perspective of being an investigative journalist, he has to say, this physicist, this experiencer, this document described the chronovisors as looking like this machine that was later dropped into the feature film contact. He has to source what he's saying. I'm not accusing him of lying, but I'm accusing David of blurring the line between imagination and conjecture on the one hand and certain information or, uh, you know, what the law would call the kind of information that creates what we call a rebuttable presumption of validity. And the net effect of that is that we get a lot of basically bloviation, which is a fancy word for hot air, in the field. I mean – I know from personal experience what all of the models of the chronovisors looked like, and it was just sort of a made-up assertion that it looks like the device in the feature film Contact, the time machine. Now, I also want to use another example of evidential analysis. In other words, let's not condemn the individuals. Let's analyze their evidence, because look, in a few instances, a very shrewd evidential analysis has been thrown at me, and if you read everything I've written on Facebook at Project Pegasus, my time travel group there, I have withstood that withering evidential analysis and come out as being understood to be telling the truth. But this is the kind of evidential analysis that I would use on Corey's, regarding Corey's claims, because I see that there's kind of this sort of purgative process going on in the truth movement to evaluate Corey right now, and he's now being you know, psychically <laughs> rolfed the way I was. He's really being vigorously sh sh shaken right now uh, to determine whether he's for real or not. I had the pleasure of appearing with Corey again at Joan Ocean's event in March, and he seemed like a really nice guy, and he described his experiences, I think, with the real air of authenticity. So again, I'm saying this with not to, not to declare that I view Corey as a prevaricator, but just to open the door to the kind of evidential analysis we should be engaging in. And it's this. When David Wilcock introduced Corey Good at Conscious Life Expo in Los Angeles in February of 2016, David made three claims about Corey's background. They stated 
and I heard this, by the way, through one of those automated voices on YouTube, not their own voices. So there could have been a translation error. But what the audio on that YouTube was reporting from that event, from their original feed, was that David was stating that Corey had been initially groomed for service in the secret space program at age six, that he had been activated in 1987 at age 17, and that he had experienced the 20 years in back process of serving in space for 20 years and then being age regressed 20 years and time traveled back in time 20 years to close that causal, those causal time loops and, re- and return him back to ordinary experience. Now, I can verify that age regression exists because I was age progressed when I was serving on Project Pegasus from about age into about age biological age 45 before jumping from 1972 to the year 2045. Uh, and, and I can also say that the U.S. Defense Technical Community and CIA have been using the creation and then the destruction of causal time loops to involve people in things and then destroy all evidence of their involvement by basically sending them on time loops that are then collapsed. So that aspect of Corey's account, I believe, is potentially true. But what I noticed about those three claims is they directly mirror previous biographical facts shared by myself, Randy Kramer, and Michael C. Ralph. Specifically, I have given dozens of interviews, and all of them preceded, many of them preceded February of 2016, in which I stated that I first teleported from New Jersey to New Mexico at age six because my father wanted to show Dr. Harold Agnew at the labs that if teleportation, Tesla teleportation was safe enough for his six-year-old, it was safe enough for all children. Then the uh, the second fact also mirrored uh, that of a previous claimant. It was Randy Kramer who stated when he was brought forward by Michael Salas several years ago that he was activated at age 17 in 1987, which means he was be born in 1970. In fact, in my article uh, about Randy Kramer called Corroborating Captain Kramer, I noted how Randy stated that he had been initially brought into off-planet work at 17, which was the median average of all five of the Mars jumpers that were trained in summer of 80 that were then young people. Myself, Barack Obama, Regina Dugan, Willie McCool, and William Stillings. Our average age was 17, and I, I, I noted that Randy was right on target there in describing his age. And then, of course, Michael C. Ralph began the meme of the 20 years and back concept, which, again, I don't really have any doubt exists because I was age-progressed myself in 1972. And then, I, and then the effect wore off for three weeks, and I was sort of in sort of medical quarantine at Sandia National Labs as the biological effects of that um, – of that age progression technology uh, uh, ensued, and I was then a 10-year-old again. But they had done something to my genetics by having me undergo that. Now, here's the evidential uh, dilemma that this presents us. Either those statements by David, if, if we were to assume arguendo that Corey would ratify David's statements, because, again, under the law of evidence, you can't analyze somebody, you know, you can't analyze the veracity of A by what B says about them. So the first impediment here is that these were David's statements about, about Corey. But if we were to assume arguendo that Corey would ratify them as true biographical facts in his background, we then have to ask ourselves, um, do, do these three data points corroborate previous claimants, or are they evidence of copycatism? 
And let me say that in not the law of evidence, but in the, the practice of evidence, as I practice it, certainly as a trial lawyer, and as other trial lawyers practice Okay, I went to Mars, you didn't. They had blue chairs. No, they didn't. That's not what the chrono visor looked like. Do you see how silly this is getting? It's so ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous, and it's making us look retarded. Excuse excuse the word. That wasn't the yeah, uh, excuse uh, correct word. It's yeah, making us look ridiculous. Okay? Uh, I mean, here's a guy like Randy Moggins who mm. could be doing a show with someone legitimate, right. and instead we are hearing – this is a two-parter, by the way. Just – Insanity upon insanity. In fact, somebody in the chat room, good comment. We went from Timothy Good in 1988 when he published uh, Above Top Secret to Corey Good in less than 30 years. You know, and then he makes a joke about that would be 10 years due to time and age regression. LOL. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the crazy part is that most normal people realize that these guys are. Ridiculous, but here they are. They're getting airtime. They're getting booked at the conferences, and people are making money, which is only fueling the fire, Angel. I mean, we gave up making money so long ago that I guess it doesn't really bother us. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a different time. We never knew a time where you made money. You just sort of survive now. Right. You know, and that's my generation for the most part. The people that I hang out with, they're just trying to get by. So well, here's the thing, Jesse. Look, there's nothing wrong with uh, like making money. I like money. I'm, I'm a fan of money. I, I have a little bit of money in a jar saved, and I hope to put more in there eventually and, and make a nice little nest egg for myself. And there's nothing wrong with making money in uh, whatever field you choose to in, you know, engage in. But when you start doing it by creating hoaxes, cults, and you just flat out are lying to make money. That's when I draw, you know, the line, and that's when I have an issue. And that's where you know I think most people need to start having, you know, their eyes awoken to the reality of what's going on, because that's exactly what's happening here. It's, there's nothing with making money that you're writing a book, doing research. All this stuff is great. I have no issues with you know talking to somebody who spent 20 years researching uh, the NASCAR lines, for example, and, and he researched the hell out of everything that went on there. He went on site. Boots on the ground, type of researcher. That's great. I love those type of folks. But when you're talking about somebody like a Corey Good and a, a Andrew Bisaggio and these kind of guys, it's time for the wool, you know, the fools to start coming around and you know, really opening their eyes because that is where the problem lies, folks. Yeah, and I don't blame these folks in ufology for ignoring these people for as long as they have because in the past they were silly. They were people that we sort of scoffed at, laughed at, and then moved on. Yeah, but now they're but, silly, but they're monetizing their silliness, and, they, and, and it's killing ufology. It really it's killing is. it. I mean, when you have a guy like Tom DeLong win Researcher of the Year last year, the front man of a punk rock band for kids, mm-hmm. and by the way, still waiting on his... Uh, Amazing claims that he was going to release <laughs> months ago about keep waiting. To keep waiting. It's coming. It's hard work. It takes a while. If when that when that's starting to happen, when you have George Norrie and the gang over at Coast, which is as sanitized as you can get at this point, it's as commercialized as you could ever get. 
And then you have these people that people have just forgotten about. Good research. Stanton Friedman. Where is Stanton Friedman? Where is he? How come he's not talking about Corey? Or what's going on with MUFON? I haven't heard anything. If he stops for a second on pushing this uh, Kathleen Martin book that he's been doing for a while, we need him. We need him to get back in the fray. Here's a guy who said, hey, Bob Lazar is a fraud. I can prove it. He didn't. He didn't match up with enough of his claims with real evidence. He said he went to this school. Couldn't find his name. Couldn't find people to corroborate that they went to school with them. Uh, do I agree with Stanton's assessment? No, because we've had a couple of conversations about it, and sometimes you got to go with your gut. But I believe that uh, Bob Lazar had enough people, especially with his background, and he had uh, pay stubs, and he did have – a ledger with his name in the book for, I believe it was either Caltech or one of the other schools he claimed he went to. And there's been a scientist recently that has come out and said that they saw him at the complex, meaning Area 51. So I think either A, he would want to possibly re-examine the case, or B, could you imagine if Bob Lazar was on the scene right now? Uh the, the kinds of evidence that he's able to put forward to back up his claims compared to some of these misfits, oh my goodness. It, would, it would be night and day. But guess what? Mm. That was years ago. That was so many years ago. Were we talking 30 years? Mm. How many least, years? Yeah. Yeah, something, something crazy like that, like 25 years mm. of, of since the Lazar case, where people would say, okay, slow down. Let's look at this. You know, the way that they went through the MJ-12 papers and still do, Bob Wood mm-hmm. and the gang, who are now on Corey's payroll, apparently. Uh, the chatter in the in the chat room brings up really solid point uh, points, which is, yeah, we used to have that standard. We used to have real scientists that were interested and possibly going on the record. Remember John Mack and people like that from the highest of institutions you could get, Harvard University. Tenure, willing to come out and and want to research the subject correctly with science, with science. That's how we got a lot of other places, guys. Science should not be thrown out the door. And say, you know what, that's boring, and also it's not moving fast enough for me. Now, we have to look at the social, sociological implications of why a guy like Good is doing well right now, and Gaia in particular. And I think it's a simple answer that there's always, number one, anytime there's economic decline, and anytime there is a state of the world that is in flux, or where people aren't feeling so good about it, that's when these people do really well because they give you another option. And the other option is you don't need to listen to any of it. You can check out right now, right? You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. And the best way to check out is come to our conventions, 
hang out with us, watch our shows, listen to us. Don't question it because nothing's real at the end of the day. And that's kind of where they go with it. Nothing's really real. And in my world, there's plenty of shit that's real. You know what's real? My car bill. You know what's real? My tell bill and my insurance bill and my taxes. Well, not to Sean David Morton, but to everyone no, else. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I am a citizen. And I have a responsibility. And I can't just check out. Now, for entertainment, yes. But the lines have been so blurred now because Ancient Aliens is booking people like Corey Good on the same stage as people who have earned the right to be on some of these programs to provide tangible evidence. You don't book people like Stuart Swerdlow on a Jesse Ventura program to talk about time travel when you know full well that he's not going to be able to provide any evidence whatsoever. Now, Stuart Swerdlow is another case in point. That guy is pre-Corey. He talks about many of the same things. You would think that the number of people coming forward would try to up the ante at this point, Angel, with right. the fraud, and say, hey, you know what? Put together something. I don't care if it's a fucking matchbook. Right. Just have some fucking serious – you think about it? Secret Space Program emblem, slap it on the matchbook. Boom. I didn't know they smoked on the moon. Yeah, the LOC, they smoke all the time. (laughs) They smoke all the time. (laughs) In fact, marijuana is legal on the LOC. You had no idea the kind of stuff they grew on the moon. It's crazy, folks. (sighs) Again, Dolan points out, it's not personal. Mm -mm. This is business. The business that we're in is trying to get the world to look at the subject differently so that we can get solid people allowed to investigate further in the future, where NASA is working in conjunction with MUFON. Now, many of you would say that's an impossibility, and I get that. I totally get that. But what else would you work towards? Are you just going to follow Dr. Stephen Greer and Gaia and go, well, disclosure is already here because we've told you. So what else do you need, man? Okay, did you read my book? No. Well, you got to read it. It's only forty nine eighty nine. Mm. Did you watch my video? No. Well, it's only twenty five dollars. Come on. Are you coming to Contact in the Desert? It's only four hundred bucks. You know? Oh, you can't make it? Oh, get the Streamcast. It's only twenty nine. You know? It's just, man. Uh, so, some things have to be held sacred. And that's what Dolan's talking about. That's why I donated uh, of my important time, my time, Angel, mm. our time. To our time dis- is so important. It's so, so important. important. Yes. To discussing him tonight and saying, hey, let's put our support behind him. Let's get supportive. Hey, look, I've been hanging around Avalon for the past couple of months. Those people are not crazy. They want truth. A guy like Bill Ryan, he's been around the block. This guy has investigated lots of these fraudsters. And are they going to trip up once in a while and get it wrong? Yeah. Dolan talks about that. Listen to his program. Support him. How can you support him? Donate money. No, I'm just kidding. Don't donate shit. (laughs) It's very similar to when people would say, look, if you want a record deal, if anybody asks you for money, it's not real. 
Okay, and that's true. And it was very easy to listen to that advice when I was in L.A. as a kid, pretending I wanted a record deal, but I just really wanted to run away from home like most of the kids there. And But I did heed that warning. And when I got older, I did have those kind of people come at me. Well, you know, it's $399 to get affiliated, and we shop your music to the right people, and we know all the right people, and don't worry about a thing. And this It's the same kind of thing. Give us the money. We'll tell you what to do. How do I make this world a better place? We will tell you. Give us the money. Okay, I gave you the money. How do I make it better? Well, you've just gotten on to step one. And when you give us more money, we'll get you to step two. How many steps are there? Well, we can't tell you that. <laughs> right? Because they, at the end of the day, they're not going to give you the answer. They're right. going to keep spinning and spinning this money-rubbing train. They're going to spin it as fast as they can because they know full well that it will run out just like anything else. Things happen quickly. People forget yeah. quickly. Does anybody remember the face eater? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, what's face eater doing these days? Remember that guy? He was walking home from having dinner with his family in Florida, and he just decided to eat these people's faces. What? Did, see, some of that happened in Florida a couple of times. In Florida, ironically enough, I remember the homeless guy who was just minding his own business, and some dude just came up to him and started eating his face. That well, also. I don't think this was a copycat, but who knows? No, I, I mean, no, no. This kid just did it. They thought he was on bath salts or some shit. He wasn't. Same thing, yeah. Same thing with the other guy. Okay, and now what? Well, of course you forgot about it. You moved on to the next thing. You know, today it was uh, a Red Cross doctor killed his whole family and himself. He even shot the dog. That bastard. Killed the dog. Killed the fucking dog. I mean, really? Just open the, yeah, seriously, just open the front door. Give him a break. Yeah, come on, man. Dog Dog did nothing. So, you know... It, it's turbulent times. People are confused. Fake news. What should I believe? Well, guy's got the answer, man. And now, you, you know if what's you're scary, though, a detractor... Not, not to cut you off, but you know what would be scary, Jesse? Uh, if Gaia gets so big that even the mainstream uh, media starts taking him serious and they start playing their stuff as a serious They're going uh, to. disclosure... Or it's going to happen, man. This is the scary part. Because this leads me right into uh, Behold the Pale Horse with, uh, with uh, Bill Cooper... And where he talks about the upcoming fake UFO invasion, fake UFO disclosure that the government is going to uh, hop into. And this could very well be the beginning of that movement. Oh, my God. What a theory. So you're saying, if I'm reading this right, that they would be the catalyst, Gaia, to desensitizing folks and then assimilating into mainstream media to try to... Get people on board with the fact that this fake alien invasion is going to take place a la Werner Von Braun's warning, correct? Correct. Werner Von Braun's, Bill Cooper's, a bunch of... Exactly. Al Rawson, right. Right, right, right. Steve Greer, etc. I mean, this is Steve Greer's big deal, is that, you know, one of them, but now he's injected into Jaime Masson's mess. But, oh, Lord, yeah. Yeah, but he's just dealing with the medical part. Right. No worries. Anyways, uh, yeah, I wonder what his take is. But the point being is that you might be exactly right. What a terrific theory. 
and what a great way to go, which is slowly keep spreading out. I always wondered, and I still do, how the hell Gaia got injected so quickly right into the middle of my dial on television. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the middle of my Facebook, I mean, from one day to the next, I was seeing ads everywhere, and I'm like, this costs yeah. a lot of money because they're everywhere. Millions. Twitter, Facebook, every folks, they were on MySpace. Okay, nobody goes on MySpace, but Gaia was there. Wow. Just what were you doing? What were you doing? <clears throat> well, you know, it's MySpace, man. It's Jeez, that's kind of weird. MySpace. Yeah, still alive, it's still there. <laughs> Look, we never know how these things spark. Sometimes, you know, Dollar Shave Club, whatever it is. Uh, sometimes you get, you know, you have to have the goods, obviously, but then you have to get lucky. And in a lot of ways, maybe Corey Goodlot lucky. Out of all these super soldier frauds, uh, they picked him because he knew this guy, et cetera, et cetera, and they hit it off. Next thing you know, they decide to go with him. And he got picked. That could be the case. Or it could be a lot more sinister and a lot more involved. And if you want to hear... More about that and some of the theories that you were just talking about, Angel, I would urge you to listen to the full Bill Ryan, Richard Dolan conversation. Reason being is because Bill Ryan knows much more about that in this interview than even Richard Dolan. He happens to be a guy who has spent a ridiculous amount of time in the trenches of conspiracy and folklore and he's that guy who met a, would meet a, some guy at a diner because he got a phone call about a document and that kind of bullshit a, a million times. That's him. So definitely worth a listen if you want to get that kind of perspective. And he throws a couple of doozies out there just like you just did. What if? Could it be? And this audience knows I have an open mind, obviously. I mean – Jesus, I I don't really think we went to the moon most days of the week. So I'm talking to somebody the other day and say, I feel like I work for Skeptic Magazine because I spend most of my time squashing frauds now uh, trying to take over ufology. Well, maybe that's my mission. And if it is right now, so be it. We morph into things that we were meant to do. I consider – my group of people and just some of the people I listen to, C.W. Chanter and uh, uh, like a guy like Randy Moggins or um, I'm trying to think of B-level uh, radio guys right now. Uh, there's so many of them. Well, yeah, but you're, I, I always put you a little higher on the scale. But either way, All right. did you like that? I, okay. I like I like. There you have it. Okay. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, fade or not. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think the point <laughs> the hey, point here is nuts. Hey, 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 yes. I know you have, when I was with Tim, we had the Euphonauts Club. I know. Become a Euphonaut. I know. I was part of the club. I, I even when, when he had the uh, paid subscription, I even paid for a few months. I did. Wow. Well, That's I, right. can, I supported the cause, bro. I can happily tell you I never received a dime. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I that would hey, you know, I think it's Tim's birthday from UFO TV. Shout out to no, Tim. No kidding. Shout out to I, Tim. Uh, I haven't heard his voice in a long time, so if you're out there, buddy, I hope you're having a good one. And I would love to hear his take on all this because here's a guy who is slowly becoming a big shot on Amazon Prime, by the way. And 
years representing directors of strange occurrence phenomenal phenomena movies, right? Strange harvests and uh, high strangeness, they call it, in the desert regions and such. Anywho, uh, I would love to hear his take on what's going on. He's worked at all these conventions uh, as a major booth guy, you know, uh, selling his wares, selling his tapes and videos. And I would just want to hear his thoughts, maybe even off the record. It would be very interesting to see. But we're almost out of time here. I just – I don't know where this is going to go. In the next few weeks, we're going to have the following happen. This is how we sort of conclude here tonight. What I try to do is make this audience aware of what this war is about at this point. I call it a war because people are on di different sides and they're attacking each other. Well, that sounds close enough, don't you think, Angel? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. how do you, how do you define a war, right? Yeah. Uh, so there is a war going on, and if you want to call it drama, it doesn't matter. I tried to paint a picture tonight of who is starting to get vested in this war, as uh, in the general column, in the leadership column. To represent us, us B-level guys that are getting hit hard, as you can see. YouTube coming down on us. Now, the Corey's kids and Corey's group are going to come out at us through Jimmy Church and Coast and alike that we are haters and that we are bad people or that we are cabal. I yeah, just you know what? Here's, here's your sad part, though, Jesse, because they're, they're going to talk all this nonsense. But they're not going to mention names. This is, this is what they do. Well, so, they are actually mentioning names when, when they bring up the dark journalist stuff because they're coming at him because he's getting the most attention. If well, we were getting the most attention, they'd be coming after me. Uh, and probably. they'd be coming after you. And they don't want to come after you. No, they don't. That's what Church I'm saying. Doesn't. Church doesn't. But you know what? I stand behind dark journalists on this. Uh, so uh, I, got, I got his back on this uh, beef. I think... You know, you got to stay true to supporting journalistic integrity yeah. as far as people have a right to report the findings that they've come up with. Okay. Mm -hmm. If he needed a disclaimer before his programs to slap on the front, uh, would that have helped this situation? These are theories. These are thoughts based on the evidence that we have come up with in our investigation, yada, yada. I don't know. I don't do it. I don't expect him to do it. The point is is that nobody does this. This is like a faux pas. You don't try to get somebody's channel taken down. That's like where you don't take it, right? And they're taking it there because they're serious. And they're like, hey, man, this is money. This is money to us, okay? It might be a hobby to you guys, but we're making a lot of freaking bread. I just showed you how much they're going to make off ticket sales yep. for contact, okay? So that's why. That's why they need to stomp us right now. They do not need us around the Internet, posting online, where we seem somewhat as equal sometimes, but we're not. Keep that in mind. Angel just brought it up. These guys are everywhere now. You can't turn over a page on the Internet without seeing a Gaia ad. Need the answers? Want to change your mind? It's so Scientology-like. Mm, yeah. Scientology, as we all know, has taken a huge hit to their persona in the past right. 20 plus years because obviously they're 
a mafia, and they're full of frauds and 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 uh, pyramid schemes, right? And now that is common knowledge. So, uh, how long has that taken? But where has that hurt them? It hurt them in their membership, I'm sure, right? Because it's dwindling now. Right. This this is how we have to start with this. We have to make sure that number one, we are not silenced. Okay. The best way to do that is to do what I'm doing. If you hear something good, if you hear someone speaking that's correct and that you agree with, use it. If you need to get their permission, use it. Start supporting people like Richard Dolan so that he knows that we have his back. Now, he knows that I have his back through Avalon. right? He knows that he has the support of Avalon, which I am a member of. Do I agree with Bill Ryan all the time? No way. Nobody agrees with everybody all the time. So that's what I think what we can do right now. Is every show going to be about this? Of course not. We can't. I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. But we can't just move on, Angel, because until we figure this all out, we're kind of stuck in fifth gear. Yep. We are. Yep. And we have to make sure. And what's coming up is this MUFON convention. Until that happens, and I can report to you guys on if people did what they were supposed to do, what they claimed they were going to do, or not. We're going to come away from that MUFON symposium with a few things to think about. One, and then we're going to, we're going to uh, say goodbye to everybody. One, we have to think about what is the future of MUFON. Is it something that any of us want to be a part of? Okay? And that's serious. I know people poke fun at MUFON, but I'm talking about serious as far as either we get a guy like Richard Dolan running MUFON where he can clean house, right? Or MUFON needs to go away. And MUFON needs to be another organization because it has tarnished his rep so much with this bullshit uh, racist stuff and now supporting hoaxers uh, professionally and formally promoting hoaxers. Uh, do we want to support that group anymore? So that's number two. Number three, we're going to come away with who's on what side. You have to choose a side here. You can't do both, Mike Barra. Yep. Yep. You can't do both, Jimmy Church. And we know what side you're on. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know what side that is. Now, if you love that kind of bullshit that you're going to be force-fed, if you're falling for this stuff, think about it. Think about what we're going to come away with, and we're going to do it together. And with this show being around and others like it that aren't supported in the same way, we're going to find some answers, and it's going to come up soon. It's not going to be one of these dwindling things that we'll be talking about in another six months because if the lines aren't drawn real sharp soon, we're going to be out of business. With that being said, lots to think about this week. What does this subject mean to you? Am I going to be personally attacked this week because I called out frauds? Well, if I am, so be it. Angel doesn't care. He's the angel of ufology. PSN Radio doesn't care because that's what we do. Yep. That's what we do. We, we say what we feel when we need to say it. 
If I had nothing to say tonight, I wouldn't have done a program. I appreciate all the listeners. I appreciate the comments. And even when they're negative sometimes, and I think that you're an egotistical, know-it-all asshole for saying it, I appreciate it. It's not personal. It's your opinion. And that's fine. I'm sticking to the facts. How about you? That's you for Not Radio for tonight. I'm Jesse Randolph. Of course, the angel of ufology, Mr. Angel Espino. Yeah. At to my right, for everyone else listening, we will see you next Thursday here in Portland, Oregon on Ufanot Radio. Until then, listen to these programs. Get smart. Let's do this together. Stay strong, ufology. Let's defend it. Take care, everybody. We did not go. Since then, the whole crime saucer had been hidden behind a curtain of their voice.